Hey guys, here we are um, back to Parents versus Gaming. We're going to talk about some mental health, which is actually very important to me. And I am joined, as usual, my host, my normal host, the normal host of us, <laughs> uh, James the Third, and me, of course. So, how are you doing, James? I'm doing good. Doing good. Happy to be here. Yes, yes. Um, excited for you to dive into the topic. I know that uh, normally I do a lot of the hosting, uh, yes. but I'm excited for you to start taking over some of the hosting and, and go from there and kind of just see what happens. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, I know we had talked, we were going to, um, we were going to do a podcast. It was last weekend, right? We were going to do, and we ended up taking a break. Um Due to <laughs> an emergency <laughs> that happened at my new place. <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, a, um, lot, a lot of stuff that went down for you. So feel, yes. feel, I, I would love to hear um, about it. So we had an issue. Uh, we were replacing one of the old toilets in uh, the bathroom, the master bathroom, um, and for some, all of a sudden, it wouldn't flush, and it was flushing prior. And so we were like, what's going on? It was backing up and come to find out um, the plumber my father-in-law uh, paid did not do the tie-in correctly. And um, so we had to go. We had That's to always fun. That. Yeah. So my, <laughs> husband, <laughs> my husband fixed it. Um, so that was, uh, that was fun. Uh, then we... Um, Oh, yeah, and while we were there, a snake had managed to find its way into the house. Oh, what kind, like a big snake or like a... Uh, it was, a, he was uh, still a baby, probably. He was a king snake, um, thankfully, so he wasn't a poisonous snake, but it was still scary. Um, because at the time, uh, obviously, uh, Kane was the one who found him, uh, and all I heard was him screaming, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, he's like, hey, I said, what is going on? Cause I thought that, you know, maybe he just didn't know where it was at. So he's yeah, freaking yeah. out cause he does that on occasion. <laughs> and, um, come to find out he's like, there's a snake in the house. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh no. I don't like snakes. Okay. No, yeah. Me and, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you. Listen, me so, and snakes, I'd have been like, all right, Melina. All right, babe. Like I know it's a death to his part, but that death is coming real quick. If you don't take care of the snake. Cause oh, I will, man. I will. I'm done. Yeah. The only time well, I'm not afraid of snakes is if I'm with somebody that's more afraid than I am. And I have one friend that's like that, that like, it could be the smallest oh, gardener yeah. snake and he would, he would lose his absolute mind. Oh no. And he's like 300 pounds. Like he's a big, like lion. Imagine just like an offensive lineman being afraid of this tiny little snake. Yeah. Like if he fell oh, on it, gosh. he would kill it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. That's insane. Okay. So did you get the house stuff sorted out? Yes, we did. Oh wait, you guys can't hear him on my stream? Why is that? Okay, hold on. You might have your uh you know, for those listening on the audio podcast version, this is this is the joys of us going live and doing the podcast. So if you watch us live, you get to see all the fun stuff of uh it not working sometimes. Can you hear him now? Okay. Got it. <laughs> I hear it, Mr. Um, for some reason, it hit. 
it put my desktop audio as default instead of oh yeah yeah it's yeah it's done that for whatever reason it decided mm-hmm. it was going to go back to default so you know yeah it does that to funds. me uh from time is it to a time. Sh- is it a stream without some type of technical difficulty? Oh, of course. Why would it? Why would anything work flawlessly? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so my husband was able to get him out, thankfully, safely. Because um, for those of you, look, I don't like snakes. I hate, can't stand them. They freak me out. I don't like them. But king snakes are good snakes because they eat other snakes. <laughs> so, yeah, um, and they're not Very poisonous true. to us. Um, they're not poisonous snakes, but they do eat and kill other snakes. Um, so that's kind of nice. And they eat and kill poisonous snakes yeah. at that. So, um, and when you live in Louisiana, you get a lot of uh, copperheads and <laughs> yeah. not fun. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, I got I to gotta make it out your guys' way soon. We live too close not to. I know. But, um, yeah, so my husband was able to get him out safely um, so he could go about his little snake, snake life and... <laughs> So, yeah, so we had a few things that happened, and um, but we did get the toilet fixed. Everything's working now. Um, and uh, my chandelier came in. My husband cussed me out the entire time he was installing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's always fun. But it's, it's gorgeous, and it's beautiful. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. Hey, perfect, so. perfect. Hey, let me let me jump yeah. in. I have a first time chatter on my on my Twitch stream. I've got uh, Kyle V in the CV says, "Good on you, James. I'm the same age and would not have the balls to stream at this point, but it's nice watching peeps my age not pushing politics down everyone's throat." Yes, mm-hmm. uh, we try to stay away from the political side of things. Uh, I don't yeah, even. I, do. I to be honest, I don't even know what uh, Kia's political views are because we never. We don't talk well, about it. The year and a half I've <laughs> known you, I don't know if it's ever come up. Um, so we try yeah. to stay. We we uh, like to just kind of, especially this podcast, Parents versus Gaming, we do a number of others. Uh, but it's just about being a parent, being a gamer, trying to help out people in relationships, trying to talk about different things. Obviously, today is going to be a little bit sensitive subject as, as Kia takes the reins here. Um, yes. But uh, before we jump in and get to too much uh dive in i don't know if if you've got the update kia but master of shadows Mm -hmm. and my mod uh mrs shadow from my channel they actually got married yesterday yes i know so a big (laughs) shout out to them if if uh rach happens to be watching tonight or anyone uh that follows the channel or jumps online when we are streaming and uh knows that i play a lot with master shadows he's he's probably my best friend that lives in the texas area one of my best best friends of all time uh and i know you and rachel have become really good friends over the last year so yeah big 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 time shout out to them uh super excited Uh, i'm a little annoyed that uh, they did this like very quiet wedding because i would have liked to have gone but he's going to do some sort of celebration (laughs) uh he says in october um, and I'm only gone out of the country one weekend in October. So I was like, don't do it this weekend. So I was like, I've given you a two months heads up, two and a half months heads up. Like, don't do it that weekend. Because you know that's what would happen, right? Like, that would be oh, the yeah, weekend. Oh, yeah, of course. Planning. 100% that would be. And of course, exactly of course, obviously, if they have to plan it, because that's what's best for their family and other friends, obviously, you know, yeah. you don't change it just based on one person. But I will definitely yeah. get down there. I will definitely uh, hang out. I'm, I'm very excited for them. But uh Outside of that, no real updates, uh, except for the fact that my son is actually going to be attending my wedding, which is, uh, you know, a month and a half from now. So worked out a deal with his uh, mom. You know, we we try to work really hard on having a good co-parenting relationship. So she is actually 
And some people will probably think this is crazy, but she's actually going to come to the wedding so that my son can come Aww. because he's only two. And yeah. to be gone for an entire week out of the country is, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know if that that's, would be a lot. I don't know yeah. if that's, I, you know, as much as I want to say that I can handle it and all that. I mean, and let's be honest, like that's, you know, a far that's away. a big so, deal. Yeah. And he's I still really young. So yeah. that would be really, that would be a big deal. So yeah. I think that's great for our, you know, our family or our relationship. And, uh, yeah. um, for those that even think it's crazier and not fair to my uh, fiance and bride that I'm going to have, it was actually her idea. So <laughs> everyone can also shove none it. of their business. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am super, no, no, I agree with you, but I am super excited for him to be there, obviously, and uh, a big yeah. deal. Um, so that's my, my good news. But with that being said, I'm going to shut the F up because this is your episode and your show, and uh, I'm going to let you uh, take it away. It is our episode. Well, that, that, is, that is very true. I, I just want to be, I'm super excited to jump into I know. this. And I want to um, be uh, supportive. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, so um, another thing that came up when we decided to cancel last weekend was the fact that um, my depression had been kicking my butt. <laughs> um, which had started happening um, and a lot of people probably didn't notice too much because I'm fairly, I keep it close, keep it close to the chest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I still would stream and, but it has like, my streams have started to, to, to fall off. Like yeah, of I haven't been as, um, strict to my schedule. And a lot of it is I've just been physically and mentally drained from everything that's I've, that I've had going on. Um, with not just the new house, but I've also been having to watch my sister's kids. And as much as I, and nobody attacked me on this, as much as I love my nieces, they are a handful. Yeah. And this was never meant to be a permanent solution. My sister was meant to find something that would work as a permanent solution. Um, and... I basically had to put my foot down last week and I told her that last week was my last week. I was not watching my nieces anymore. Um, she was going to have to find a new babysitter or officially put the youngest one in daycare because I was now only watching the youngest one. Um, yeah. But uh, that takes a toll on someone when they have more than uh, like they have other things going on, like the house. Um We've also had uh, legal battles going on with the house. And it's not just the house itself. It's more of like what's been going on with like the ex-contractor we had. And so like we've had a lot on our plate. So it's like I know some people would probably be like, well, you're the aunt. You should help, you know, when you can't. Yeah, I get that. And I did. <laughs> uh, you know, my sister had promised to pay me. Didn't pay me, but like once or twice maybe. And so it, that was like... It was just a lot at one time, and um, it was a little too much on my plate. Um, so, yes, um, my streams have been a little more sporadic um, as far as if I streamed um, at all. And, um, yeah, a lot of it was just I was very mentally drained, and I was starting to spiral down into my depression. And I told my sister that, and it seemed like um, she didn't care. Now, I don't have a lot of family around here. My mm. sister and my brother are the only ones from my side of the family that live here. Um, and I don't have a lot of friends. IRL friends. 
I have a lot of online friends that I can talk to and stuff like that. But sometimes you need that that friend in IRL to come hang out with you and give you a hug if you need it, you know? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. um and my um and of course, you know, my husband tries to be there as much as possible. He always has been. He's been my rock. Um but I can say that um, I have a hard time as much as I love my dad. I am very much a daddy's girl. I can't really talk to him about being depressed um, because he doesn't understand it. And he'll tell you that he yeah. doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand how you can't like you can't be happy. He doesn't understand that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's not like he's trying to be mean or ugly. He just he can't wrap his head around it because he's never had to deal with it. Um, my mom has, but we have like a strained relationship, um, mm. because of a lot of the stuff that happened when I was a child. Um, so it's kind of hard to talk to her about some things, but even if I can, it's over a phone. It's not like I can just go say, Hey mom, you're off of work today. Like, let's hang out and sit down and talk. I can't do that. Um, but my biggest thing is, um, for my son, who will be seven in September, which doesn't seem like it's crazy how close it is to his birthday. But mm. I know for him, I want to be able to be his safe space. Um, so if he ever feels like sad and can't like express it or doesn't understand it, he can still come to me. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely gets hard, you know? Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> definitely uh, no reason to say you're sorry at all. Um, before we dive too further into this, I, I, you know, I, I, we always like to jump into our chat and see what they say, but I do have um, the, the new uh, viewer. Kyle asked if uh, he said, <laughs> Thank you uh, you, they said, Kia, have you tried any SSRIs? They said it changed their life. What is the that? The selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Oh, I don't know. I have uh, definitely, in my own personal experience, when I went through some bad depression, I finally had reached out to a doctor about a year and a half ago before I met Melina. So I, I really was spiraling yeah. out of control. And I walked in, I literally walked into my doctor and I was like, I'm in trouble. I need help. What, what do mm -hmm. I, what do I do? And of course I was on some pretty heavy stuff, but I looked yeah. up these SSRIs. It says SSRIs are proved to treat depression. Um, looks like Selexa... Lexapro, Prozac, yeah, so stuff like Prozac, things like that. Okay. Um, that is that is what my doctor uh, prescribed me. I was on it for about five months, I would say. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I felt good. I stopped taking it because I'm lazy and I don't like taking pills. And um, yeah. after about three months, I had another appointment with my doctor, and I was like, she's like, well, how's it going? I was like, well, I stopped taking them. She's like, listen, you can't just like <laughs> stop just like stop an inhaler. You can't just take it when when you feel bad. Yeah. And I was like, no, I, I, I felt really good. And then I had forgotten yeah. them. And then I just kept not taking them. Um, and I haven't yeah. taken them since I, um, that's good. don't know how, how good of a thing it is, but it definitely, it did help. Um, yeah. sorry about that, Kyle. I have never, I, once I'm looking up the list right now, I saw that Prozac is one of them and I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I've definitely have me myself. I, I definitely, and I, and I do agree. I think it changed. I think you need, um, 
you know, some sort of doctor or therapist or yeah. something to, to help you with. I don't think you can just jump off the deep end, but I, yeah. uh, I kind of wish I knew they were called SSRIs. I would have sounded so much smarter talking to like, <laughs> well, I'm on SSRIs. I'd have to be yeah, like, well, I'm on this antidepressant <laughs> medicine that I'm, that I'm all weird, yeah. you know, cause it's like that, yeah. right? You get nervous that if you talk to too many of your friends, they're going to judge you. See, and that's my, I think that's honestly one of my biggest things with this subject is so many people uh, hide it and don't talk about it. And that's why it gets so bad because it's shunned in, in society to talk about having uh, a mental illness like depression or anxiety or anything. Like it's, they frown upon it. Like, don't you dare talk about that. You don't talk about that. That's not okay. But if it helps to talk about it, then why why not talk about it? Yeah, Kyle. Kyle goes on to say here, having depression is caused by your brain not accepting the natural release of serotonin. Mm-hmm. I was stuck inside my mind and always considered the majority of my interactions with people were everyone or everyone not liking me. Zoloft, it's the crack cocaine of depression. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I've definitely uh, that as well. And it's kind of funny that uh, my fiance, uh, you know, we're, we're getting married here in a month and a half, but she is a, a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, she's specializing in like, now listen, Kyle, don't get any, she wasn't my therapist. Uh, <laughs> I don't want anyone to get that confused. Uh, but um, no, I, I, I feel like being with her is definitely kind of open my, like you said, it doesn't feel sometimes accepted in society and it feels like everyone hides it. And yeah, it feels semi-normal to talk about for me now because of what she mm-hmm. does for a living, I think. But yeah, yeah before that, yeah. even me, I was, I've had my times where I didn't want to, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, why it's such a big deal for me, like, I've had it growing up my yeah. pretty much, you know, all my life. I never really talked about it. It never got to the point where there was a few times it got really, really bad. But a lot of times I have the mental capacity to be able to pull myself out of it. And I'm okay. Like, I know what I can do. And even though, like, when you're depressed, like, a lot of people are like, oh, you're just really sad. <laughs> it is so much more <laughs> than just being sad. Um, it's the unwillingness to do anything to make yourself happy. Like, you know what will make you happy, but you have no want to. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to do these things. You're just, you're done. You're tired. You're, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. Um, but it uh, got really, really, really bad for me after I had my son. Um, but it wasn't until, I don't know, he was three or four. Um, trigger warning for everybody. <laughs> um it got really, really bad to the point that I had planned my entire suicide out. And uh, I called my husband the next day. I didn't call him because I couldn't call him because I was too upset. But I knew it wasn't me. And uh, I texted him. (laughs) It took me 30 minutes to send this text message because I was debating really hard not to. And, um, he dropped everything and called me immediately. Your husband? To make sh- yeah. 
to make sure that I was okay. <laughs> um, he wanted to know where I was at. He wanted to know where Kane was at. He wanted to make sure that um, I was okay. Like he wanted to make sure that I wasn't anywhere mm-hmm. where it was possible. And um, I was just, I was in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> now, do you know what? Uh, um, I'm, I'm going to dive in. And if you want me to shut up or don't ask questions, you can tell me to. But do you do you know what compelled you to even reach out to him? No. I don't. I knew it wasn't me. Um but uh like I knew I needed help. But I have a um and I know some people are gonna be like, You need a therapist, you need to go see a doctor. I have a severe anxiety when it comes to doctors. Yeah. <laughs> and um the fact that my husband could just, he literally dropped everything just to make sure that everything was okay. And, um, you know, we talked and, um, we could get me into counseling if we needed to, but he also kind of was like, do you think it's just because you're home 24 seven with the baby? Cause I was, I didn't get out. I didn't have friends to go hang out with. Um, I was literally stuck in the house. 24 mm. seven. I didn't get to do anything. Um, so it was kind of like if I went anywhere, it was literally to the store to get groceries and come back home. Um, so it was hard. Um, so he was like, maybe we can start talking to like his mom to see if she would watch Kane for like a couple hours. Let me go do something by myself. Um, and that helped a little bit. So, um, I also have a hard time with medicine, which is another reason why I've never reached out to any of my doctors to ask about taking anything. Um, and that stems from my childhood. (laughs) So, um, I try to do things that I know will help with things, but sometimes, like I said, depression is more about than just being sad. It's that unwillingness to do anything, just the not want tos. And, um, uh, like I know like baking, Baking's a huge thing for me. It's my stress relief. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. Um, but I didn't even want to do that. And I knew it would make me happy, but I didn't want to do it. You know, Kyle no jumps energy. in. Uh, I don't want you to get too far on and forget. Uh, so it doesn't make sense what he says. But he says, uh, Kyle says, I've just decided, fuck it. Uh, I've told my friends and anyone that mentions depression in my life to let them know there's a fix and to not be embarrassed whatsoever. I've told everyone that within the first week of being on it made me ask the question, is this how normal people feel? Kia, I'm pretty sure you married the right person. (laughs) Pretty sure I married the right person too. (laughs) Uh, We've been married for 15 years now, so I'm pretty sure I married the right person. Now this happened, you said Kane was what, about three? He was about um, three or four when this happened. So... And for reference, for anyone that's new, like uh, Kyle in the chat, Kane is how old at this point? He will be seven in uh, September 1st. So in like three weeks, three weeks now, I think, three or four weeks, he'll be be seven. So yeah. So not um, that long ago. (laughs) So I know that uh, you really wanted, uh, you know, like I said, uh, like you said a couple weeks ago, we were going to dive into this topic. I was out of town, but we were going to dive into it. And then, of course, you had the emergency at the house. Yeah. What made you want to jump into um, this? Is it just what's spiraling. been going on recently and you feel like talking yeah. about it helps or what's, what's your... I think it helps to let people know that um, 
we deal with it too. Um, and that just because like you'll see us in streams, we're laughing, we're smiling and we seem happy, but there's usually a lot more going on in the background than you realize. Um, and I'm thankful that a lot of times my husband can pick up when I'm off. Um, but I had been spiraling a little bit more um, since everything had started happening. And that's why I kind of wanted to talk about it because it does help me to talk about it. Um, but it also, I want to be able to like, if I can help one more, if I can help one person, like that's, that's all that matters to me. If I can help like one other person that, you know, that that's important to me. So, um, but yeah, but it's also, you know, like, I feel like, um, I don't know, like you said, what do we do when we need to escape? We game, right? So, you know, like. I feel like a lot of times when parents see that, um, they don't, they think that, oh, okay, they're, they're just, they're just getting their escape in. They're just, they're, they'll be fine. It's more than just that. You need to check in on your kids and make sure. Yeah. I know the title of this week's podcast, uh, we talked about it before we went live and you've, uh, titled it, are you your kid's are you space. your child's safe space? Yeah. Do you want to dive into that a little bit? Um, yeah. No, but yes. <laughs> yeah, no and yes. Um, you know, it's one thing. Like, I know a lot of people are like, um, I don't know. You want your child, like, you hope that your child will be willing to come to you, right? About a problem, anything, right? You want Parker to come to you about anything that happens, right? Absolutely. Um, but it's more than just that. You need to facilitate it too, because sometimes they may not be willing. Um, they want to, but they don't want to because they're worried about what you're going to say or how you're going to react. And as adults, we can control our, our reactions better than children can. <laughs> but um, Some days. it's just like, yeah um just like you if you're angry you can't calm an angry child right (laughs) like your child's angry you're angry if you're both angry you're not going to calm any nobody's getting anywhere with this right you need to be the person who's calm so you can calm the child down um and i try to work because i know some like kane gets worked up a lot depending on like if it's a game or if it's like okay so lately we've been doing reading and um, my son is very much a perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> if he cannot get something right the first time, he gets extremely upset. But I try to work with him on it. And there are times when I've gotten angry and upset with him. And I have to like leave the room because he's just as angry and as upset. And I'm like, I got it. This is not working. I got to yeah. go. I have to step away, but I also need him to understand that if there's ever, like, I don't ever want him to, if something happened, I don't want him to think that he can't come tell me because I might get upset about it. So I want him to understand that it's okay that things happen, but I need you to come talk to me if it's upset you or if there's anything at all that you can come talk to me about it and, or, you know, like anything, 
mm-hmm. it, anything. It doesn't, it doesn't even have to be anything bad. It could be something else, you know, it could be just have a question about something, but you're afraid of how you're going to like, you need to let your children know that it's okay for them to come to you about anything and everything and that yeah. you'll be there for them no matter what. So I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I see a lot of parents that want that and then they don't do that and then they get upset because, well, why did they come to me? Did you let it know? Did you let them know that it was okay yeah. to come to you? Because, you know, I know there were things that I wouldn't tell my, like I didn't tell my mom because I, I didn't think it would be okay to talk to her about stuff. So I wouldn't go to her about it. Yeah, I definitely... I definitely grew up with some of that and it's almost like it's I don't know like you said like as we go on in different phases of our life I think and how society has changed and the people you surround yourself with talking about this stuff out loud is easier but I mean easier is a relative word right it's easier because we're surrounding ourselves with people that aren't afraid to talk about it as much yeah so it's hard to say like that I I don't want to like say that I, my parents weren't trustworthy. They wouldn't have been there for me because I didn't even give them the opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, as someone that my son is too. So am I at the point where I, you know, I've shared custody. Am I necessarily at the point where I have some of these issues with him? No, but I am marrying into a family with two teenage daughters. And that is, you know, it's funny you talk about as an adult, we can control our reactions better than they can control their reactions. And I said sometimes, and that's really making fun of myself because yeah, I'm still, <clears throat> I'm still learning myself how to deal with it. And I have definitely been super depressed over the last couple of months at different times mm-hmm. out of like pure fear that I'm not the right person to be there for them, you know, cause they, you know, especially, unfortunately they lost their father last year. So I, you know, I got into a new relationship. They had kids, they had shared cuts, they had a great relationship and then all the, you know, halfway through it, you know, we, we, you know, we get engaged and then he passes away and it's just, it's a lot. And I'm, you know, yeah, I've worked with kids and teenagers most of my life in different jobs that I've had, but like, taking on a role where you're you're not really their dad because they're older. You'll never really yeah. be their dad, but you, you feel like you need to be a father figure. And then you just constantly, I mean, I am, I'm constantly worried that I can't, I can't replace a ghost for, you know, I, the nicest oh. way to say it. Right. Like, a, yeah, you'll never be able to replace him, but you yeah. can definitely be there. And, and it's, and, it's hard to, to believe that I'm, Sometimes I just, it's like you said, I just, I, I am more likely to believe that I'm not good enough to be there for them than I am likely to believe that I am good enough to be there. And I get into these depressive states and then I try to act like everything's okay. And it, it is fucking hard. Like, I I don't know if, Mm -hmm. you know. Are you open with them about it? Of course I am, Kia. Look how, don't I just look like a very open person? Mm -hmm. No. You need to be open about it. I'm being open right now. This is as open I as it know. gets. I know. But you need to be open Thank with God them. they don't watch so the they show. Know, <laughs> so they know that it's okay if they ever end up in a situation where they're in a depressive state. 
or they have but I'm, issues. But I, they can come to you about it because they know you understand. Do but that's and the problem. I, I I love the I love what you wanted to title this because it's such a that's such a great title. It's like am I am I their safe space? Yeah. And some days you have I to ask know, yourself that question. Some days I don't know if I'm mentally or emotionally stable enough to feel like I can be their safe space. Yeah. And that's okay. Because sometimes we're not. You know? I've, I, <laughs> I, I know there's times where I, I'm not. <laughs> you know, because I'm... But I also need him to understand that sometimes mommy's just sad. And mommy... Or mommy's just not good. And he's been there a couple times where I was like that. And he's like... Mommy, I'm sorry that you don't feel good. And it's he doesn't say he doesn't say I'm sorry you're sad. He just says I'm sorry you don't feel good. And he'll he'll give me a hug and he'll help me with whatever I need. My kid is 6, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and um you know, so it's like I want him, you know, like I hope he never has to experience it. I really do. I hope he never has to. I pray he never has to because it's definitely one of the hardest things to go through. Um, but if he does, I want him to know that I will understand and he can come to me and talk to me about it if he needs to. So, um, and sometimes you just need somebody to just be there. They don't need to talk. You just need them to be there. Now, do you, um, since the, the episode that you told us that you had, have you had anything like that since? Um, no, not since. Um, but that's why I wanted to talk about it because I was spiraling really bad. Um, like you feel like you're heading in that direction still, or do you feel like you're, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better now. Um, I, uh, was able to, um, talk to a few friends that reached out to me cause they had kind of noticed. It's funny. They always say your closest, the close, the people that are closest to you. Um, without you realizing it will be the ones who notice first. And um, surprisingly, it was none of my IRL people. It was my friends that I've met over time and online that have reached out to me a couple times. And they're you know, like, hey, are you okay over there? Like, what's going on? You know, I, I kind of noticed you haven't been doing this and that and talking and stuff like that. And um, it's been really nice having that. Um so it's helped me having a couple people to talk to um, that have also been in similar situations where they've just, they deal with depression as well. So they, mm -hmm. you know, they talk and stuff like that. Um, but um, like you said, it's kind of gotten, we, we've started surrounding ourselves with other people who are open about it and okay with being like talking about it and but I think it should be, even if you've never had to deal with it, it shouldn't, you shouldn't shun somebody because they have, you shouldn't look down on them because they've had to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. You mentioned the, it wasn't any of your in, in real life friends that reached out to yeah. you because, uh, you know, like I said, when I went through this right before I had met, uh, Melena, and I went to the doctor, the people that were calling me out on my shit were, you know, the friends I've made gaming over the last seven to 10 years. Yep. And I talked to 
my in real life friends, yeah, on the phone. And of course, I live in a place that I didn't know too many people. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of in person friends, but I still had friends. But, yeah, you, you, a lot of people that don't game, a lot of people that don't game, they don't, they don't understand. Oh, you're just goofing off, you're playing. And as, as, I don't, I don't know how to express that side of a solid gaming community and friendships of how important that they can be and how much they will pick up more on your mannerisms and the way you're acting and what you're doing. And if you lash out to someone, they just, they just see it faster. And and for those that don't like gaming or hate it or whatever, you know, it's fine if, if that's not your cup, there's, you know, I'm not a big reader, so I don't, but I also don't sit there and shit on people that like reading a book. If I like to their, read books. Love <laughs> but them. I mean, if, that, <laughs> if that's your safe space and that's the thing you like to do and you you have a book club and like, I will never make fun of somebody that, that surrounds themselves with like-minded people like them and wants to do that because, yeah. It, but sometimes I just, get, I get so defensive about the gaming side of things because so many people meet somebody in a relationship and like, I'll never date a gamer. It's like that gamer person probably will be healthier in the long run if you just accept them for who they are. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they have a way better support system than you have any idea about. And yeah, you, you don't like it's it's crazy because my gamer friends, um, that's one thing I have promised myself this year is I would be a little more open and a little more honest with um, my community. Um, and I have tried to be there are times where um, I haven't talked about how I was feeling Um but I am trying to be a lot more open and honest with my community. Yeah. And I want them to, I want them to be like, I want them to understand that I am a safe space for them as well. So if they need somebody to come talk to, they can. Yeah. Um, and so I, wa- it's, I, it's, I, I want to throw a caveat into it and you could expand upon this for sure. Okay. Just like in real life, you have your occasional toxic friends that won't accept your husband, your fiance, your significant other, oh, yeah. your current. <laughs> These motherfuckers exist in the gaming world too. Don't we're not getting confused. We're not saying oh, yeah. everybody's an angel. Now, yeah. if you're if no, you're new into gaming, you're you're trying to get there, and and I know someone just jumped into your chat, uh, which is one of my mods, um, Mrs. Shadow, um, Mrs. Shadow, Mrs. Now. Mrs. Shadow, Mrs. 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 Rachel Brown. <laughs> um, so the. I think she's like the best example, right? She mm-hmm. was never really a gamer, wasn't really into it, knew that her boyfriend husband. was was big, you know, <laughs> husband now, but was was big into gaming. Yeah. And I, I'm sure if you're not into gaming, you're not into that. You're just like meeting friends in real life. You don't know if these friends are going to be accepting and you don't know if if they're going to, you know, shame you and convince their, like if you're all of a sudden taking away your your friend's free time, if you're taking away their friend's free time, they'd be like, oh, I can't believe you're you're going out with this person. You should be playing this game that we had scheduled that we used to play every Friday night. If you have people like that in your gaming community and they're your supposed gaming buddies, they are not your gaming buddies. No. You're with the wrong group of people to game with. So those are red flags. Yeah, you <laughs> do have are. you do have to be selective as well. Uh, so I I don't want people to go on and be like, man, I can't believe they think every gamer. No, I definitely don't think. No, that. I think we definitely that, don't. And we've both had to deal with it. We've both had to deal yeah, with that in the last side of gaming in the last year and a half. We've uh, yes, definitely we have. come across that. And it's so it's it's definitely. Um, there's there's definitely toxic gamers out there, and there are definitely people that will 
you know, at first when you meet them, will manipulate you and you think they're amazing. And then you're like, oh, we're best friends. And then you're not, <laughs> you yeah. know, as soon as you're like, oh, well, I got things to do. Well, this is not what we have planned. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just it's part of that's part of the community as well. You just have to be careful with it and make sure that you weed out the toxicity. That's just like in IRL. OK, guys, just, yeah. just like in real life. <laughs> yeah. It's just sometimes I think the friendships on your can expand into bigger roles mm-hmm. and can really help. And, and like I said, you, you do start as you get older, you do start. Like you mentioned, you surround yourself with like-minded people and, and talking about yes. the mental health of things is, is not easy. I mean, I'm not comfortable necessarily coming on here and talking about all the mistakes that I can make and how I don't feel open. Um, yeah. especially with the girls that I'm marrying into this family. It's, that's my, I, I don't even know how to handle the fear that I have that I'm, that I'm not good enough. Not to mention that, like, I mean, you look at it as simple things. It's like the, sometimes I, my depression and, and maybe key you, you've gone down this road as well. I, I don't know. I look at like how I feel and I feel depressed and I feel like, Oh my God, how am I supposed to do this? Like, how am I supposed to be there for them? And what am, what am I even going to do? But then I look at their situation. I'm like, Oh my God, they lost their, you know, their parents are divorced. They lost their dad. They had all these things happened. Right. And it's like, the fuck am I bitching about? Like I have like my dad. And that's that's the toxic side of your brain telling you, you have no right to feel the way you feel. And And that's so, that's <laughs> how I feel most of the time is I, I don't feel like I have any right to feel bad. Mm-hmm. That's I've, I am there all the time. I, you know, the, it's, it's another thing. Like a lot of people have said it. They're like, we need to get rid of this mentality of, well, other people have it worse. They do, but do they have it like, but you have it just as bad at the same, like it, do they have it as bad as you at this point in time? Are they going through this exact same situation that you are? No, they're going through something different. Mm-hmm. So their worst is a little different than your worst. And we need to get out of that mentality that, oh, well, someone else has it worse than you. But your feelings and your mentality, your mental health is just as important. So to bring it back to your title here, how do you make sure that you're your kid's safe place? I'll let you know when I work it out. No, honestly, I think it's just being open with them about things. And um, and sometimes your kids are not going to take that initiative. They may know that they can come talk to you, but they may be a little embarrassed or, uh, you know, they might just not feel quite ready but if you can take that initiative, like if you notice something, you can take that initiative and be like, hey, you know, like what's going on? How are you doing? Like just doing that, the little things like that sometimes can really just be like your kid will eventually, it might be like the next day, might be the same day, but they might come in later and, mm. um, you know, like say you're sitting down doing something, say you're sitting down getting ready to start a game or something. One of them girls comes in, and then she's she sits down and she wants to hey, I want to talk to you about something. It's then you know that well, you've you done put down everything. you put down the game, obviously. You put down the game, 
but they have, but they know that they can come in and talk to you. You know, like you've taken those steps, that, those steps to be like, hey, you know, like you've talked to them, you've asked them about their day, you're anything new happened, anything crazy, you know, like, especially if you notice something's off, you know, if you notice it, and sometimes you won't, but I can tell you right now that if you ask your child every day about their, what's like, what's new, Granted, as teenagers, eventually they'll be like, oh, wow, nothing's new. Same thing that happened yesterday. You Listen, know? sometimes sometimes the youngest but... one is a little, the youngest one sometimes a little too open. Okay, little there are some open. things I wish I, I wish I did not know. Okay, I don't, oh. I don't need to know some things. It's okay, though. That means she's, she feels safe. Okay, that's a good thing. That, that's a good thing. That means she feels safe. But that's what I'm saying. It's like taking those little steps and just... You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, a, it's a work in progress. Let's just put it that way. But you know, I think sometimes you just gotta ask yourself if you feel like you're your child's safe space. Are you taking all the necessary steps to make them feel that way? You know. Yeah, if someone in chat, Alaska Wolf says daily communication like that would have changed my life as a little kid. Same. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. Uh, I think they're a little bit late to the podcast. We talked about that a little bit earlier. It's just, you know, it's hard not to. It's not like we're trying to shame our parents, but but society and everything is just. It, it, it's not that there are still people out there that have tar- trouble talking with this in the open. I mean, I'm I'm struggling to talk about it right now. But as hard as it is to talk about right now and as open as it can seem, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, like, I mean, it was like, I mean, it was like your parents getting divorced. You know, we, we went through that. Our parents got divorced. And you, you know, your local friend, kid group or church or whatever, you, you know, when you're young, that was like toxic. That was like the devil had yeah. like infiltrated, like who, like you just, you feel like such an outcast. Because yeah. it just wasn't, you know, it's even like I had asthma really bad. And I, I have basically, I can cough and it sounds like I'm sneezing. That's how embarrassed I was by my asthma as a kid. Like I trained myself to sound like I'm sneezing. Today, I will cough and people say, bless you. And I'm like, that, <laughs> that was a cough. That was um, <laughs> but it was the same, right? It, you were, it yeah. was such a, but today you'll see a kid like cough and 12 of their friends are like do you need your inhaler can i help you what can i do and you're like jesus when did like i didn't have it like that as a kid my friends are like oh you and your asthma <laughs> yeah. you know their only experience to, to asthma was reading lord of the flies and hearing how piggy can't even walk down the beach without feeling like he needs to die yeah um, well i was so. a let's see military brat and my parents got divorced and my mom remarried another military person and I was also thrown in foster care three times. So yeah, I know what like I know what it's like to feel like an outcast, and yeah. it sucks. Um, I learned how to make friends quickly, but I also learned to keep them at a distance and never close. Yeah, doesn't so, make yeah. it easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I mean, honestly, um, I think uh, that's all I really wanted to talk about. Is you know letting people know that we're normal people. We deal with struggles on a daily and um, you need to check in on your kiddos, make sure that they know that 
they can come talk to you. And just doing those daily check-ins, you know, just those dailies. That's all you got to do, too. It's so sim something so simple. Just a, hey, how'd you, how are you today? How was school? Especially if your kids are school age, you know. How was school? What was new? What'd you learn about? You know, just simple things. Can I, ask, for those that don't know your situation, can I ask you a question, Kia? Sure. How do you balance that with a homeschooled kid? <laughs> and and I and I mean that in respect of a lot of the things you're asking, you know, especially the, the teenage girls here, they go to school, they have a, they have yes. other friends they talk to, they had experiences during the day. For yeah. you, you homeschool came. Uh, I mean, you're not necessarily going to ask him how his day was. You were literally there the entire I was time. There the entire time. Um, so, with um, all due respect to that, how, how does that translate for that? How does to that, that translate for, for them? For those parents who do the homeschooling, um, honestly, uh, usually what I'll ask, um, especially like right when he wakes up, um, I'll ask him how he slept, um, how how like if he had any dreams, what did he dream about? Um, yeah, so I kind of just initiate little conversations like that, and um, so I mean, you can still do it even as a homeschool parent. You can still ask those dailies, not necessarily. I mean, obviously, you know how their day goes, but mm. uh, well, I do have someone in chat. Usually, Alaskan Wolf says we will be homeschooling, so this is going to be helpful. So if you would like to expand upon this a little bit, you're more than welcome to take the time here. Okay. Um, yeah. So usually, what I do with homeschool, um, because I do homeschool, you know, obviously, uh, I'll I'm usually up before Kane. Um, so I do let him sleep in um, as long as he wants, because um, sleep is important for their little brains. <laughs> um, but once he's up, you know, uh, I'll you know make sure he goes to the bathroom first because otherwise he'll end up having an accident. Um, but I'll ask him, you know, like, how was your sleep? Did you sleep good? You know, and if he says no, you know, I'll be like, oh, well, you know, okay, let's talk about it. What happened? You know, why did you not sleep good? Like, what, what happened to make you not feel like you slept good, you know? And so we'll talk about stuff like that. So little things like that when they first wake up are things you can do. Um, also, like, you know, after after that, like, he'll kind of chill out. We're like, okay, you know, like, what do you want for breakfast? Like, we'll do little things like that. Um, so, and then you can, like, and when you do start doing getting into subjects with uh, homeschooling and stuff like that, you can always ask them how something, uh, what they think on it. You know, like ask mm. them their thoughts on what it was that they learned or anything like that, like their opinion. Um, that's something I express to Kane a lot. Like imp opinions are important and everyone has one and everyone is different and it is okay for everyone to have a different opinion. <laughs> like it's okay for that. Like you can still be friends with someone if they don't have the same opinion as you. Like it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, there's definitely ways you can still do that with as a homeschool parent. So yeah, you can still have your kid. You feel like your safe space. Mm. I feel like their safe space. <sighs> but yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all I have right now, anyways. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's it for my episode. Unless you have something you want to add, is there anything no, you want to add? To I, open up some more. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you've uh, you've drug enough out of me okay. that I never intended to talk about on uh, okay. a live a show at all. That's okay. Um, I I didn't mean to choke up earlier, but it happened. <laughs> no, hey, no. I think uh, it shows that um, that we care, you know. And I hope that there's some other parents out there that watch this, or kids that may have parents that. Uh, 
don't understand. And sometimes maybe as a kid, if, if you're an older teenager, especially, or, you know, don't be afraid to try to talk to your parents about it. You can, you're even more than welcome to say, Hey, I listened to this podcast and I think it helped. And I think I'm trying to understand some stuff, you know, would you yeah. listen to what they have to say? Maybe it'll help them or, you know, just yeah. try, try to be open if, if you can. Uh, not that a parent shouldn't be the one to take the first step, but if you feel like they're not taking any steps, it doesn't hurt to try. Cause sometimes yeah. I wish I had done that too. So, yep. and I'm thankful I... that, uh, the girls here, they, they do sometimes take, especially the younger one. She takes a lot of first steps. Uh, That's good. That's good. I can't get Melina to walk into my gaming room when I'm gaming because she doesn't want to bother me. But the youngest one, once I told her she she could come in any time, it's like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's no knock. It just door swings open. Hey, hey, what are you doing? But it's, you know, that's what I want. I, I, you know, I'm never, if I'm doing something super important, uh, we do these podcasts live for people watching the video. We'll see halfway through this. You're you're, you're probably yelling at Kane in, in the yeah, middle. Yeah, of I usually am. So it's um, <laughs> I usually yeah. that so there's usually yeah. <laughs> so there's an element to this, and and uh, I mean, I don't know if I would ever change this. Even if we had 10 million people watching us live, I don't think I would change the way mm-hmm. that we do it. Um, I think no. that just shows what we are. So I'm happy to be part her. of your. Uh, first hosted episode and uh you can uh close this out however you would like <sighs> okay um <laughs> son right there go <laughs> sit down <laughs> <laughs> oh okay well that i think will wrap it up for us and um i definitely want to say that if you ever feel the need to um reach out ask questions about any type, anything like this, especially like this. Um, you can always reach out to us. Um, you can find me over on my Twitch, which is, uh, K I L L A K A N E zero eight zero one. And the reason I spell it like that is cause that's not how it's actually pronounced. Uh, <laughs> it's pronounced completely different the way it's spelled, but I spell it out for everybody. Um, you can reach me over there. Um, I'm usually, usually streaming, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday in the evenings. Um, but lately, with everything been going on, um, I've had to miss a few streams. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so, but for the most part, that's where I'm at. And um, you can also find me on my Discord, which is linked in my Twitch page as well. And you can also find James over. Uh, right now, the 3J Gamer. I stream sporadically Wednesday and Thursday nights, kind of a variety streamer. I've been. Uh, playing a lot of PUBG, uh, No Man's Sky with my brother currently. Uh, we dove back into that. He's playing it for the first time, so it's been a lot of fun uh, <clears throat> there. Um, I kind of bounce around a little bit with ever, everything that I do. For those that don't know, if you do watch my stream or you have some questions, I use Everyone Makes Fun of Me. They call it the Infinity Gauntlet. I'll see if I can't <laughs> hold it up to the camera here. I use one of these Azeron keypads. So if you ever have questions about those or you've been curious what they're like, uh, feel free to um, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to, to talk to you about them. Uh, it's definitely made mouse and keyboard accessible to me. PC gaming has been way more accessible, thankfully, um, due to that. So uh, that's great. And then uh, really it's just, um, you know, I host a, a number of podcasts. I'm on two of them myself which is parents versus gaming which is our flagship podcast and then of course ender and i are back finally we kind of rebranded the last choice Gamecast. um 
that is now called Two Dudes That Game. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can find that anywhere. It's it's uh, been a lot of fun. We're excited. And it's just it could be anything we talk about current gaming news or just what's going on in our life sim- similar to this. He's, he's another dad, so... Um, having, like I said, already having parents for a scheme, we, we always, we've tried to find our niche in certain games yeah. and it just, you know, you know how it is, Key. You start to like okay. a game and you play for four or five months and then you're over it. Yeah. And if, <laughs> if you try to base a whole podcast on that and you don't want to turn that into a business, yeah, it, it's hard. So we've, we've kind of left that behind and we, we like to have something open. So if we dive into a game and all we talk about for six episodes is that one game, great. Um, so yeah. you can find us there, Two Dudes That Game. Uh, you can actually find any of our podcast if you go to lastchoicenetwork.com. Everything will be listed there. We've got a horror podcast, which is Last Choice on the left. Uh, funny enough, those are the most downloaded episodes that we have. I'm not on it, but I produce it. We've got an anime podcast, which is Kenich Yeehaw. Um, they recently, for anime fans out there, they recently, the, the cast of that, went to A-Fest. So they just did an episode talking about their whole convention that they just went to. And then um, we do a, a game show occasionally, which we're looking to bring back uh, and do an episode here shortly, which is called Around the Discord, which is basically just around the horn from ESPN, but based on video game news. So it's a lot of fun uh, to do that. But outside of that, you know, um, it, it's, it's just fun to be a part of the, the community that we've built. And uh, I'm super excited to have, like I said, Parents versus Gaming and work with you. For those that have been listening to our show since the beginning, uh, I did want to give a big shout out to Alexis Jordan. I believe she did change her Twitch name. She did. But, she popped in my stream not too long ago. But she recently also got married. So for those who was were watching Jordan back in the day, um, I w- maybe we'll have to reach out to her, Key, and see if we can't get her to come back on and and talk about some of her life changes she hasn't streamed as much but she has been having lately a bit of a resurgence on tiktok i've noticed yes she so has i have noticed she, as well <laughs> she is killing it so like i said for those that knew jordan uh, as a part of our uh, team she's still around uh not a, not a regular on any of our podcasts she's got her own stuff going on but she is back in the limelight so super excited for her and congratulations of course for her getting married as well it's funny that uh between me her and taylor and and the little community that we've built over the last year and a half i'm the last one getting married now and i'm pretty sure i was the first one to get engaged i don't i don't yeah yeah you were (laughs) (laughs) so i don't i don't know what happened everyone was like Uh, we gotta do it before james Um, yeah (laughs) but no congratulations to both uh taylor and rachel and then uh jordan and i believe her husband's name is am i am i right wrong is it josh I don't know. she's going to kill me if I got that wrong. Yeah, she is. It's hard because I just know everybody by their tags, their gamer tags, and their Twitch handles, right? <laughs> like, sometimes it gets confusing. Gamer problems. But yeah, all of her, you know. I mean, it's funny, you know, Mrs. Shadow, who's Rachel, uh, mm-hmm. I have no problem calling her Rach, Rachel, no problem. But yeah. when, when they come up to visit me, literally stay in my house in person, we will be in the store, and I will yell across the store restaurant, hey, Shadow, and his name is Taylor. I I bet I've called him Taylor half as many times, times as I've called yeah. him Shadow. Yeah. Like he is always known as Shadow to me. So mm-hmm. um, it does get confusing. Uh, but again, yeah. congratulations to uh, Taylor, Rachel, and and Jordan. We're super excited for all of you. And with that, I'll let you uh, close us out here, Kia. And with that, we are going to call this episode, and I hope all of you have a wonderful night. Um, my bakery people, you all know I send you out with a lot of love. 
Um, I love all of you for hanging out. And if anybody ever, ever has questions, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. Um, they don't call me Mama Kia for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love all my people. Um, like they're my kids. So, <laughs> uh, so with that, we'll call it. And I love you guys. And we will catch you uh, next Sunday on the podcast. Uh, so bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>